get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. We're talking blues hockey. It's the Joey Vitale Report on 101 ESPN. Brought to you by the Electrical Connection. When you need quality electrical work for your home or business, visit electricalconnection.org. Three-game winning streak, Colorado and then Minnesota. They're back in action tonight. Blues versus the Wild. Alex Ferrario will have pregame coverage coming up at 6 o'clock. Joey Vitale, Chris Kerber going to be on the call starting at 7. And right now we talk to our friend Joey Vitale via the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Joey, how you doing, man? Boys, doing good today. How you guys doing? Doing very well. So you never lost faith. You told me all along the feeling in that locker room is it is positive and they believe that they're going to be able to turn things around. How are you feeling now after this three-game winning streak, Joey? Trust in Joe, BK. Trust in Joe. I've been saying it since day one, bro. I've been saying it since day one. Uh, the confidence is great. The confidence is building even more now because you're winning. You're getting good saves. You're getting productivity out of the depth. All the things that you want to happen down the stretch to get things going in the right direction are really happening for the St. Louis Blues. And, you know, listen, I mean, a small thing like, you know, I know that everyone's kind of up in arms about the second period, but, you know, I was talking to Tyler Bozak this morning over the Zoom as they're in Minnesota right now. He told me that, yes, we have bad periods. Yes, we have bad moments in games. But the good news is that we have felt so confident in this goaltender that we have that maybe he doesn't you know, come up with these shutouts or hold these teams to one goal. Maybe he lets a couple goals in that he wants back. But when it comes to that timely save, like we talked about last night in the fourth period, Alex, when it comes to that timely save, uh, he's always the guy for for this team, and that's what Tyler Bozak was saying when the, when they've had bad periods at times and stretches throughout this season. But a group that is extremely confident moving forward, they've been in this position before. They know what it's like to push at the very last month to get in, like they did back in 2019. And and listen, this team is confident. They're they're rearing to go. I think I saw a stat the other day that uh, has the Blues projected 81 percent chance to get into the playoffs now with another or excuse me, an Arizona loss last night with the Blues win. So, I mean, again, things are looking up and up right now for St. Louis. Joe, let me uh, get your thoughts on that second period. I mean, this has been the most confusing thing this season, and really it feels like there's no concrete answer. But it's just so strange because that first period the Blues looked great. Now Minnesota had a little bit of a push, but the Blues had their chances, and then the second period happens. I'm I'm partially a little curious. Do you think it could be something with those long line changes for the Blues and kind of how they get hemmed in their own zone and not able to get to the bench fast enough is what's allowing those odd man rushes? No, I, I don't think it's the the changes. I don't I don't think it's. Uh, I just think it's it's just 
part of what's going on right now. I, you know, you mentioned you mentioned it right there, Alex. I think it's perfectly said. You know, it, it's hard to find the answer, and I think sometimes it is too hard to find the answer because that's sports. Because guess what? If, if we knew the answers, then guess who would know the answer? Your opponent, and they would beat you even more. I mean, <laughs> so, some some things are just an anomaly in sports, and and for a while there, the St. Louis Blues were having terrible starts. They were always trailing. They were always chasing the game. Well, they corrected that. You know, they, they started getting in, in, in the games early. They started getting those goals early. They, instead of chasing, they were protecting the lead. And now now the se- second period's been a little bit of a goop. But, you know, you go back to a couple games ago against the Colorado Avalanche, it's just maybe the more complete 60 minutes this Blues team has put together. Um, I will say this, and I know fans get frustrated by the second period. Keep in mind, there are very qualified employees on the other side of that bench for the Minnesota Wild, very qualified, some of the best in the world that are trying to prevent the Blues from doing what they want to do. You always have to keep that in mind in sports, and, and, I, and I don't try to be disrespectful to fans, but I tell them that, like, what the heck's going on with the Blues? I'm like, hey, listen, uh, imagine going to work every day and you're a painter, and imagine every time you start painting a wall, there's someone there just, like, mixing their colors up and splattering stuff on the wall and trying to disrupt you. That, that's what these players go through. They're constantly being disrupted to what they're trying to do by other people. And so you're going to have bad periods. You're going to have bad stretches where you, you trail in games. You don't come out with the start you want. You're going to have stretches where you give up two goal leads. Well, guess what? This is the St. Louis Blues team that not only gives up two goal leads, but they also come back from two goal deficits. So it's a little bit back and forth. Uh, it's what makes sports exciting, but it's definitely something that they're aware of and they want to try to continue to correct tonight. And that's why sometimes Alex has bad shows because I'm over here messing him up all the time. So he he understands what you're saying there. Uh, there Alex Joey. never has bad shows. <laughs> well, it's, it's my Alex, fault again. Alex, it's my fault. Alex would never. Alex would never say Cardinals are on the ice tonight with the Colorado Avalanche. He would. Okay. He would never say that. That okay. was UBK. Joe, I have a newborn at home and I got very little sleep. <laughs> Did that happen? Yeah, and that's what happened in that during yeah, that, the pregame that was, show. No, that was last Thursday when we interviewed Joe. Oh yeah, I think I threw like yeah, three. See, right. Joe, BK doesn't that's even listen. Right. When I talk on the show, I'm so underappreciated here. <laughs> I love it. Joey Vitale joining us here on 101 ESPN. Hey, Joey, we got to ask you about this power play because it's been outstanding. They've scored an eight straight now. They're 10 for 23 on the power play in that stretch. This is the longest power play goal uh, streak for the Blues since 2013. And Mike Hoffman is a big part of why they're having so much success. What have you seen that has stood out to you on the success of that unit that is changed from where they were previously? Well, a lot of things got to come together for you to go that many games in a row and score a power play goal. Number one, you always have to start with the puck. The face-offs on the power play have been great, whether it be Tyler Bozak on that right side or Ryan O'Reilly has been really effective on the left side. And I'm not just talking about winning face-offs with those 50-50 battles where your winger needs to come in and help out. These are straight, like, flyback pucks. They're going right to the defenseman so they can get set up right away. So the face-off's been great, number one. Uh, number two, why has Mike Hoffman so, um, been so great? You have to look at the passer. David Perron and Vince Dunn, those to me have been the two best passers over the last stretch of three to four weeks with Mike Hoffman as far as setting him up to put that puck in the wheelhouse. You've got to have good passers that can look off defenders. I mean, look at David Perron. Look at the way he passed in the puck last night. He's looking one way, he throws it the other way. When you're a defending opponent, when you're out there on the kill, if you're Felino tonight, you're, you're looking at the puck, but you're also looking at whoever has the puck. You're looking at their eyes. And Perron, so many times, is going to look at Tory Crew and he's just going to slice it right across that seam over to Mike Hoffman. So it's the deceptiveness for David Prawn, the Vince Duns, and the Tory Krugs 
that can kind of get him in a good position where the defenders aren't going to be on top of him when he gets the puck. So you got good face-offs, you got great passing, and then the other thing, you got a hot stick. Mike Hoffman just got the hot stick. He's got an elite shot. He's had an elite shot in this league for a very long time. When the Blues picked him up here during that offseason, Keith Yandel, I was talking to him, an old buddy of mine, he was talking about how just unbelievable the guy Mike Hoffman is, but more importantly, what an absolute weapon you have now in the power play. Keith Yandel said he would just put pucks in his wheelhouse. Anywhere around him, he would pick it up, he'd one-time it, and it's always in the back of the net. He's got a hot stick. The Blues have recognized that. They've moved him up to this top unit a couple weeks ago. It was a great move by Craig Berube, and he's a shooter. He's just going to continue to shoot. He, he, he's very deceptive with his shot and where it goes. He's not always near side high glove. Sometimes he goes across the body like we saw in Devin Dumnik. Sometimes he'll go low glove like we saw in Max Talbot last night, or actually Cam Talbot last night. So he, he, he kind of mixes the goalies in and out, but he's got an elite shot. He's got a whippy stick. He knows how to get rid of it. He knows how to get rid of it in a hurry. Not to mention, he's not only at the point. He's not stagnant. He's going back door. I mean, look at the two goals he scored last night. One was at the point, one was on the back door. So he's kind of that revolving back-and-forth north-south player where he's going to go back door, but he's also going to hang out in the point where it becomes kind of a lost subject when, you, when you're an opponent and you're trying to defend him. But it's been a terrific power play. Uh, this is what special teams need to do for you when you're not always there five-on-five five or when the goaltender allows a goal that you would love to have back, like Jordan Binta did last night. You know, you allow that first goal, five-on-five five is a little bit sloppy, terrible second period, power play goal in the second, power play goal in the third. I mean, it's just one of those things that you, you really lean on those special teams to get you out of moments like they did last night to get to get a win and get two points. Joe, Bennington's won three straight games. The Blues played nine of their next 15 days. Do you possibly, if you're Craig Berube, consider going back to Jordan Bennington tonight? No, no, you got to go with Billy Huso. It'll be Billy here tonight, I think, because, listen, you have a lot of games coming up, and, you know, three three games in four nights that's a hard stretch. That's a really hard stretch for a goaltender. And I think you got to go with him last night. You get the two points you need. I think you got to lean on him for Saturday, you know, after a day rest, go back to Jordan Biddington and, and play him play number 50 there on Saturday night to try to scratch and claw your way to another two points. But tonight, this is an opportunity. You got to get Villian. It's been a while since he's seen the net. We don't know how much more he will see the net here, the rest of the stretch here, because listen, guys, we just don't know how tight things are going to be. You like to think, if the Blues continue to win, maybe they take, take one or maybe both of the next two in Minnesota. Maybe they put themselves in a very comfortable spot. Maybe Arizona keeps losing. And then you can kind of go to Billy and Jordan back and forth before the first round of the playoffs. But uh, it, let's say Arizona continues to win. Let's say San Jose decides to make a run. Let's just say, for example, the Blues kind of get a little bit cold. Then you're going to lean on Biddington a little bit more. So I think you really got to pick your spots if you're Craig Berube. And to me, tonight is a spot where you definitely have to go with Billy Huso, the backup. Joey Vitale joining us here for just another couple of minutes on 101 ESPN. Hey, Joe, I wanted to ask you about Justin Falk because last night he was on the ice for 29 minutes while they were without Colton Pareko in that one. And I was curious, you know, when was the last time that a Blues defenseman played 29 minutes in a regular season game? And there's only been two guys in the last decade for the Blues that have done that. It's Alex Petrangelo who did it 33 times, which is incredible. And Jay Bomeister did it twice in his career. What did you see from uh, Justin Falk last night, and how significant was it for him to be able to log those kinds of minutes when you were without two of your best defensemen again in a game like that? Yeah, I mean, first of all, that's a lot of minutes. I mean, I don't care what kind of game you're playing. I mean, that's 72 being out there against some some tough offensive threats for Minnesota. It's, it's no easy night. I know it's not the Colorado or the Vegas uh, depth or the Vegas caliber of players. But listen, Minnesota is a very deep team. You know, you look at their lines, they don't have a lot of those superpower superstars, but every line can grind and every line can skate and every line's going to hit you. So it was a tough responsibility last night 
for Justin Falk to go in there in Minnesota the way he did and really step up big. Uh, what did I notice out of him? Actually, not very much, which is probably a great thing because they need him to go out there and defend. He, he didn't overstretch himself. He kind of played that Carl Gunnarsson slash Jay Bomey, so don't really notice your kind of game. And that's what you need out of him when you're going to be in that shutdown role because Colton Preco is going to be out. Listen, I, get a lot, I give a lot of credit to Justin Falk because he had to, he's had to be a chameleon all season long. You know, last year he was on the bottom pair. Now he's a top pair. Now he's logging 30 minutes. Sometimes he's with Tory Krug and they need him to be an offensive pair. Other times he's on the top pair. We need him to be a shutdown pair. He's really kind of evolved, you know, whether going the left side or the right side. He's evolved to become something that's uh, really been great for Mike Van Ryan throughout all the injuries and throughout all the kind of ups and downs of the season. Uh, Justin Falk has been a very steady, reliable, dependable guy where you can put him out there in any situation and say, this is what we need out of you tonight. Last night it was a shutdown, a key piece, that Felino line, as well as the Rask and, and, and the Fialas. And tonight it's going to be no different. Again, probably without Colton Preco, I would imagine, again here tonight. So Justin Falk is going to get those top minutes against these top lines, keeping an eye on that green-white Eric's neckline. They've been on fire lately. They were kind of beating up on the Blues again last night. That's going to be a tough matchup. And I wouldn't even be surprised if the Blues go with 12 forwards here tonight, maybe even load up with a little bit of beef on that fourth line to try to be that shutdown role against this Minnesota top piece. Uh, I'm gr- glad you brought that up, Joe, because that's where I was going next, that fourth line. Uh, I, I didn't think Zach Sanford was horrible in that game. I actually thought that fourth line was pretty good in the first period, but it is that glaring turnover that we saw in the third period from Zach Sanford. If you're going 12 forwards, do you possibly, if you're Craig Berube, now that Ivan Barbashev can drop down to that fourth line because Hoffman looked good with Thomas and Cairo, do you possibly go back to Kyle Clifford or do you put Mackenzie McEachern in who's with the team now? And Craig Bruby has said he's feeling good in practices. You know what? Yeah, I actually like Zach's game aside from that turnover. I think he did some really good things in the game. Um, you know, was it his best game, best performance? No, but uh, I think he played well enough to give himself another game. Uh, will we see him again here tonight? I think we could, but if there's one player that could replace him, I don't think it's Mackenzie McEachern. I think it's what the first one you said there, Alex. I think it'll be Kyle Clifford. Yeah. This isn't a guy that likes to sit out too long, and the coaches like to have him sit out very long. And he's a player that has been scratched before in the past, and he understands that feeling, and he wants to get back out there, and he wants to make an impact in the game. He can be a fast, physical guy, and I'm telling you right now, when he dips that shoulder and takes that puck to the net, it causes a lot of havoc. And not to mention, when you have a guy like that on the bench, it does create space and some open areas more for your teammates when the opponents are looking over, and they know you have Kyle Clifford just on that bench. So just that, just that presence of Kyle Clifford, I think, can make a huge impact in tonight's game. It was a physical matchup last night, and it's going to continue to be physical tonight and on Saturday night. So to me, Kyle Clifford would be a, a huge bonus if the Blues can squeeze him in. So, Joey, am I allowed on the bandwagon yet, or am I still uh, Tell him no, Joe. <laughs> Tell him no, Joe. No. Nope, stay away. Stay away, BK. Just keep learning, bud. Just sit back in that chair. Keep learning from Alex and me. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> Joey, you're the best, man. Appreciate you. Thanks, boys. Have See a good you, one. Absolutely. That's Joey Vitale joining us here on 101 ESPN. So I have now been overruled by Joey Vitale, Jamie yep. Rivers, Alex Ferrario, and 97% of our listeners. I'd like to know the 3% of the listeners that said you could get back on. Some people really enjoy me. I got a, that's, I got, that's a really good question. I got actually. one tweet last night that I said, okay, I'll give it a whirl. But then I think the rest of them were hell no and blank it's something no. a little bit worse than that. Yeah, yes. I think that's all fair. But we'll talk about it a little bit more coming up in about 10 minutes or so. Coming up next, though, let's dive into the junk drawer here on 101 ESPN.